Welcome to the Walk Talks podcast, a resource produced by Southland Christian Ministries located in Ringgold, Louisiana. Our purpose is to provide you with daily devotions so that you can faithfully grow in your relationship with Christ each and every day. We hope these truths will be an encouragement to you as you hear from God's Word today. Have you ever been reading in the scriptures, especially in the Old Testament, accounts of individuals or the nation of Israel where something so great and so amazing happens and the response to that miracle is just astonishing? It's almost like it just stops you in your tracks and you wonder, how could somebody respond to that great miracle or that great thing that God did like that? Surely I would never respond that way if I were in their shoes. In Exodus 15, we have a very interesting account of the people of Israel, the nation of Israel, who has just escaped out of Egypt. God has delivered them. He has set them free from the bondage of slavery and the the rulership of the Egyptians over them. And you remember the, the story. We've all probably grown up listening to and hearing the account of the crossing of the Red Sea and God delivers the nation of Israel. It's a wonderful story. And, uh, Moses and his sister Miriam's response to this wonderful miracle of God is worship. And I love reading these songs that they sing in Exodus 15. But Exodus 15 does not end so triumphantly for the nation of Israel in the sense that they respond in these first moments in the wilderness to all that God has done totally wrong. And so if you read in verse 23 of Exodus 15, The Bible says that when they came to Marah, they could not drink of the waters of Marah, for they were bitter. Therefore, the name of that place of it was called Marah. And here's the response the people have. The people murmured against Moses, saying, What shall we drink? And so Moses goes and he cries into the Lord, and the Lord showed him a tree, which when he had cast into the waters, the waters were made sweet. There he made for them a statute and an ordinance. And there he proved them. It's a wonderful miracle that God performs on the behalf of his people as they're just entering uh, this, this wilderness phase, this wandering phase of their journey through the wilderness. And God does something for these people that, at least in my estimation, they do not deserve. They're a complaining people. They are uh, pointing a finger at, at Moses saying, Moses, what in the world? That we can't drink this water. Where are we going to drink? And they complain and they murmur against Moses. Isn't that sometimes our response to difficulties in life, to trials maybe that we're facing? Uh, to In some way, we don't get what we want. Boy, our pride kicks in and our selfishness takes over. We murmur against God. Lord, how could you allow this? Why would you not allow me to have this satisfaction in this life that I want. We're discontent, we're disgruntled, and we shake our fist at God as if He's the problem. And God's response to us and God's response to the children of Israel is astonishing. And it should encourage our hearts this morning that we have a faithful and a merciful God because He provides for these people. And I want us to see this morning the promise that God makes to them and how he provides for them. So there's a providence, there's a providing of something, and there's a promise. 
Obviously, we've already read about the providence. We've already read of how God has pro- God provided for these people. Using a tree, he turns what is bitter, what is undrinkable, into something sweet and something wonderful. And oh, isn't this a wonderful foreshadowing of what is to come when Christ Jesus will hang on a tree and turn the bitter mark of sin and the separation that we have from an almighty heavenly father and he will restore that relationship. You think of all the New Testament texts that tell us of this restoration that takes place, this total change that takes place because of what Christ did on the cross for us. Bible says that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son so that whosoever believeth in him should not what? Should not perish but have everlasting life. These are total opposites. Perish or everlasting life. And through the Lord Jesus Christ, we have everlasting life because of what he did on the tree. Oh, the preaching of the cross is to those that are perishing foolishness. But to those of us who know Christ, those of us who are saved, this is the power of God. It's the cross that saves. It's the shed blood of our Savior, Jesus Christ. And as the Apostle Paul wrote in Colossians, that you being dead in your sins and the uncircumcision of your flesh, hath he quickened or made alive together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses, blotting out the handwriting of the ordinances that was against us, which was contrary to us, and took it out of the way, out of the way, excuse me, how? Nailing it to his cross. Oh friend, today if you do not know the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior and you have never put your faith and your trust in the finished work of Christ on the cross, may I say to you that there is no other way to turn the bitterness and the consequences of your sin from that of destruction and eternal punishment in an awful place called hell. There is no other way to turn that around than to look to the tree, look to the cross of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. That's where the power is. That's where the hope is. And that's the providence that God has given to us. And in Exodus 15, it's a wonderful picture of what Christ has done for us in sending mercy when we did not deserve mercy. He's provided living water for us so that as we would just drink of the living water of the Lord Jesus Christ, boy, there is eternal life to that person. Aren't you thankful this morning for God's providence? His providing us a way of salvation. But I want us to notice also in Exodus 15, a wonderful promise, a beautiful promise that God makes to his people. He says this, God said in verse 26, if thou wilt diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord thy God and will do that which is right in his sight and will give ear to his commandments and keep all his statutes, God says, I will put none of these diseases upon thee, which I have brought upon the Egyptians. Of course, he's referring to the 10 plagues. And you remember the 10 plagues, how awful they were. Uh, many people think specifically talking to when he turned the Nile into blood, all of the water into blood. God says, if you just will pursue a relationship with me, if you will listen to me, if you will obey me, if you will do that which is right in my sight and give your ear to me, And keep my statutes. I'm not going to send these diseases on you. I'm not going to punish you and judge you like I judged and punished the nation of Egypt. And then this last clause in this wonderful verse. 
God says that I am the Lord that healeth thee. Jehovah Rapha. He is our healer. This is a promise that God makes to his people, the nation of Israel. That as you pursue me, as you have a relationship with me, as you give me your ear and you follow my commandments, I am going to be a God that heals you. I'm going to be a God that guides you, that delivers you. And really, this is a a promise that if they turn to him, that spiritually they would find healing. Oh, sure, there's going to be diseases and there's going to be famine and there's going to be a lot of peril that the nation of Israel faces. And and aren't there things in our lives that we face that might be perilous or troublesome? So it's not whether those things are going to occur. He's not promising total absence of conflict or of sickness. What he's promising them is that if they turn to him for healing, they will find him to be a faithful and a good and a gracious God. Friends, that's the God we serve today. That's the God we can go to with confidence and prayer. We can communicate with him. He's communicated with us. It's the God that we read about and that we have the privilege of knowing. I'm reminded what the psalmist said in Psalm 103, verses 2 and 3. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Hey, there's some benefits that we have as God's people. We talked about the greatest benefit, salvation, a relationship with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. That's the grace of God in our lives. That's the mercy. That's the benefit that he's given to us. Verse 3 says, He's who forgiveth all thine iniquities. Watch this in verse 3. Who healeth all thy diseases. Oh, God has made us alive in Jesus Christ. For those of us who are saved, he's healed us spiritually. He's restored us. And today, our only response should be, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Thanks for listening to the Walk Talks podcast. We trust that what you've heard today has challenged your walk with God. It is our prayer that through this podcast, every listener would strive to become more like Christ and faithfully live for Him each and every day. Join us next time, and God bless.